My name is Brie, that's O-B-R-E-I, thanks so much. Today's film commentary is going to be about a film titled Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. It was dropped, released in 1984, and the runtime is an hour and 57 minutes. The director's name is Hayao Miyazaki. And just before I go into this film commentary discussion. I want to say that I watched this for the first time ever. I will say that I am very happy that I watched it. I really enjoyed it. And obviously we'll get into more of those details like we always do. But I just wanted to preface this with the fact that I do not speak Japanese at all. And I believe it is Japanese based. I apologize if it's not, but that's what I got from it. And so I watched this in the form of a translation. So I am very American and uh, Black American experience is the only sort of culture that I have. So I apologize if I mispronounce anything or if there's maybe a cultural reference that I didn't grasp as much as maybe you have when you've watched it. So I just wanted to sort of note things like that. I didn't I didn't mean to exclude anything in a harmful malice way. I'm just giving sort of a, a commentary about my first watch reaction review to this film. I think that more people should be watching it if they haven't already. It was released in the 80s, so it's been a while, but uh, it seems that this director has a lot of renowned history, and I realize that I have seen quite a few films by this director. I just didn't really know a lot about them. I think I've heard the name obviously, but I just, I wasn't ever on this side of um, this creative industry. And again, I also want to say that I don't know if this falls under the category of anime, graphic novel. I don't really know where it falls. And so that would be great if you can have a discussion in the comments. I would love people to give facts about the director, about stories, whenever I do commentaries. That's the whole point. I really want my commentaries to spark sort of a film club thing where we can just discuss our experiences with great films and also explain or show importance in discussions about facts about films. And so yeah, this would be a really good one to do that for, I think. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So now that I've talked about that, uh, I do also want to note that this was adapted from a physical form, regardless if that was an anime or graphic novel. I don't know what genre that would be under, but I do know that this was adapted from a tangible physical item and onto the screen and the animation style appears to have been kept somewhat and formed into this visually pleasing, beautiful film. I'm just going to start with the beginning, kind of flush through some things that happened, try not to forget anything. I might, but again, this is my first watch and I just really loved it and so I wanted to talk about it. I gave you the reason behind why I really wanted to get into it. And I do want to say, I apologize if I pronounce the main character, Nasika. Uh, if I pronounce her name incorrectly, my mother's name is Nausicaa, 
and of course with an American accent it probably doesn't sound like it's original origin but I don't know if it's Nasika or Nasika or Nashika with an accent so I'm just gonna go based off of what I know and what I've experienced but I would love for people to sort of comment below about that detail too in reference to this specific film. We're sort of in this very post-apocalyptic sort of world where humans or civilians have destroyed the earth and so now there's like this toxic pollen-esque pollen thing absorbing and consuming everything around it to the point where a lot of people have died, a lot of areas of land are uninhabitable, and we are seeing it through the main character's eyes, Nausicaa. And I don't really think I'm going to touch on a lot of the other characters, although they were really fun to watch on screen and really interesting, and brought in a lot of themes that I think play back into the overarching themes of the film. But that's mostly because I don't want to mispronounce their names consistently. And I really feel like if I start going off on too many perspectives that I'll get kind of lost and confused as I go through this commentary. So bear with me. Again, please give your notes at the bottom or anything that you enjoyed about the film as I'm talking or when the commentary is done. Okay, so... We do see that Nastika is going around with her mask on because now this is a world where they have to wear masks so that they don't inhale the poison and die, so on and so forth. That is coming from these pollen-like little things that are spreading around. And she's sort of inspecting. It seems like she's probably been researching the pollen, looking at it, seeing how it adapts. There's even a point where she gets a little piece of it into this little test tube looking item. She is reusing, it appears to be like bones and things that she can take home back to the valley where she is the princess of those people. Her father is currently ill and he's the king. And so you can see that she's really taken on this role of being the, the leader if her father were to die or once he dies of just old age and she can be there for her people and be the leader that they need. Right away, you can see that Nasika is on her glider. You know, she has a lot of agency. She's very active. She is kind. She is outspoken. She is loving. She is all the things that I feel like encompasses a very good balanced person, even with a few flaws, which I think they're not really flaws per se, but they're very humanistic things where I think you can be sort of enraged and overwhelmed with your emotions that are going on in some of your daily lives or just things that happen in life and then maybe because of that it pulls out some worser versions of you but I do think that in some to some extent that that happens to Nausicaa because she is pushed to those limits and it's do or die okay so we see the valley of the wind and the people that live there and how it's a very stark contrast from what Nasika was experiencing when she was looking around and sort of researching the pollen and everything and how they have these giant windmills to try to keep some of that poison out 
and how the people were happy and they have food and land and they really work together how her soldiers or the men who are in charge probably of some sort of army force are very protective of her and they do respect her you can see that there's a lot of love and community within the people of the valley and pretty quickly they give us this thing where it seems like not only are the the civilians of this world fighting against the pollen but they're fighting against other groups of people who aren't necessarily a part of the the valley people so i believe let me find it there's the Tomiki, Tomiki, I believe. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. They are another group of people who seem to be very much fighting things with we want power, so we're going to take it. We're going to use our armed forces to get what we want. We're going to fight this and beat it with muscle. And then there's the Pajiti people who seem to have been harmed by the Tomeki people and they seem to have taken one of the Pejetis people's princess. She ends up dying because one of their aircrafts, uh, the Tomeki's people aircrafts had her harbored and chained up on the aircraft and it crashed. And so she ended up dying. Nausicaa tried to help her, it was too late. And then those people came onto the valley land and basically took over their home and told them to surrender and took Nausicaa and told her she was going to do what they told her to do. So you can see how these civilizations live differently and how they're starting to intertwine with each other. And I would call it war. Like there's like two wars going on, the battle of staying alive against this sort of nature, natural thing. Uh, there's actually three, I think the war of these different people, groups of people fighting each other, whether because their views are different, so on and so forth. Oh, and before I go on to the third thing that I think is a war, although Nausicaa finds a way to not make that a war, like she does everything. These people, the Tolmiki people, do crash their aircraft and the princess dies and the valley people are trying to salvage whatever they can because a lot of the pollen has come onto that from that ship and onto their land and they're harboring this like giant i want to say evil species being that's supposed to like save them but it's really just going to cause harm i think it like blazed a very end of the world fire once before and now they're trying to use an old legend to sort of use that against the pollen and all these other things and there's a lot of like one of the elders that lives in the valley has a lot of legends that she talks about and how these legends happen for a reason and this is supposed to be the thing that saves us this person in a, in a blue robe things like that and she says that throughout the time to nausicaa and she seems to be somewhat i don't want to call her a shaman or like a religious uh individual but she does seem to have sort of that folklorey aspect about her and people do seem to care about her opinion and trust her opinion uh so they come in, they take over everything, they bring pollen, basically bringing more trouble to the people of the valley who were just minding their fucking business, by the way. And their leader is also a woman who seems to have a lot of trauma that she's gone through, so on and so forth. And uh, before they got to the valley, they apparently just demolished anything of the Pajeti people. 
and their princess is now dead. And that becomes an issue later because the Pajeti people want revenge, including the princess's brother, I remember, I think, who also tries to seek revenge later. We'll see him again. I think his name is Abs Absil, Absil, something like that. And so we have all that going on, but amidst all that, Nausicaa's father basically gets killed by the Tomeki people who come in that day with aircraft and just like take everything over. And Nausicaa really fights. I mean, she kills a lot of people trying to defend her father. And again, this is that people might call it a flaw because she killed people. I think it's self-defense, right? And she did it because if she hadn't, they probably would have tried to kill her, but they didn't ever get the chance. And you see this really cool scene, fight scene that I really enjoyed. Besides every other scene where she's on her glider, right? And it just looks so cool. She's a tough, she's a tough one. And unfortunately her father does die. Uh, but yeah, that triggers something in her, I'm sure, through agency, other than the fact that fighting for her people is a big thing and a big reason why she was, you know, keeping and going. So yeah, once they take over, the Tomeki people take over, they really just change the whole atmosphere of the valley. The people are worried. They have to cut down trees because they're being too poisoned and they can't keep monitoring it because it's just out of control. And then we have that third threat that I talked about and I said I'd come back to and coming back to you now. It's the giant bugs, which actually have a specific name. I think it's Omu or Omu. And they have these moments where when their eyes are red, they're like full of rage and anger and they fight and there's nothing that can stop them really. Unless you find a way to calm them, which Nausicaa tends to be able to do, then their eyes sort of glaze over back to that bluish hue. And so Nausicaa has many, many moments, even with her like uh, fox sort of pet that she has throughout the film, uh, she is able to calm that animal. She's able to find ways to calm the bugs. She seems to be able to communicate with them, just the sense of approaching them with kindness and understanding, whereas most people approach them with anger and defensiveness and violence. And she goes on this whole sort of epic journey of saving her people, battling these other people emotionally, verbally. Uh, like I said, this character Absol comes in and he tries to fight off the people, causing more issues. And him and Nausicaa at some point kind of come together and he, she tells him, hey, you know, I knew your sister and so-and-so happened. And now she found her with the chains and he tells her what happened to his people and why he came for revenge and how the Tomiki people were uh, the reason why this even happened. And how the Tomiki people have taken over the valley and they're trying to grow this species that's turning into oddly a humanistic looking version of a giant. And how the pollen is taking over. The people are still trying to plot against the, the valley people are trying to still plot over the Tomiki people. Trying to find this Nausicaa when they go out for some reason. I don't remember what their reason was again, but... And she goes off and is trying to find ways to get back to her people, help her people, get out from the gauze of these Tomeki people, how leadership roles change back and forth, how everyone thinks they know what they're doing but aren't able to admit their faults, how the Vajeti people come in at some point and they're trying to seek revenge and they won't let Nausicaa go back home. 
uh, which is where she's eventually always trying to fight to get to. She changes her clothes at some point um, into this blue robe, which again goes back into the prophecy, which we come back to in the end. And how the Pajeti people, the civilians outside of the soldiers and leaders, help her. I think that's that's actually how she ends up changing clothes. She disguises herself and is able to get out of there. And I think Absol tries to help and by distracting people for a while. They end up in sort of this like underground forest that they kind of get sucked into. And Nausicaa, a few hours or minutes back, we see that she's actually been seeing that the air has been cleansed, the water, and she's been researching these things and finding out that the bugs have been basically protecting this newfound, I want to say rebirth of mother nature in a way, and how they just don't want the humans to destroy it again. And they're getting visceral and angry because they're trying to protect it. And she's trying to explain this to everyone, but no one's really believing her. And I think Absol's the only one who does because he was kind of there with her as they were figuring all this out. And they were in this space where they didn't have to wear their mask. And so it's a lot easier to believe something once you've seen it, obviously. But yeah. And when you're not, you know, blinded by grief or anger anymore, which I think Absol hearing from Asika about his sister was very, I don't want to say a relief because he did find out that his sister is dead, but still like having sort of a moment of, okay, this is what happened. I can breathe now. I know what happened. And all of this to say, there's probably plenty that I left out, although I'm really just trying to summarize this in the shortest way that I can that makes as much sense as possible. I will say that the animation style is absolutely gorgeous and just looking at it on screen is so great and seeing flashbacks from Asuka's past to her, her present, seeing kind of the differences, her connection to her father, how Asuka seems to have always been such a kind spirit how once she gets back to her people after all the chaos that's going on and after all this sort of epic adventure with Absol, how these people, I don't know if it was the Pajeti or the Tomiki people, but they were trying to bait the bugs uh, with the, a baby that they had captured and the Tomiki people at the same time were trying to release this giant monster that they'd been harvesting, but that failed because <laughs> I guess it wasn't, they hadn't waited in, long enough. And then the little baby that the Pajeti people were trying to bait the giant uh, bugs with because they were trying to get revenge on the Tameki people. Again, just like this whole other war going on outside of the pollution that made all these bugs, you know, angry and everyone was worried that they were going to die. And Asuka finally showed up and she was able to calm them by bringing the baby there and saving it. Not without a, lot, a few wounds, I will say. And she sort of fulfills the prophecy and everything is calm and the bugs sort of hold her up to this standard and probably heal her and the people of the valley are cheering her on and throughout the story of this whole epic that she's going through they have been there in bits and pieces supporting her you know being on the ground trying to find her trying to find their own way around so I do love that this community effort of the people of the valley having so much agency, just as much as Nausicaa, wanting to be good people, protecting their people, trying to do the right thing, but still defending themselves against bad individuals, which tend to come to them a lot, it seems. And Nausicaa just being the person who ends up saving everyone and fulfilling that prophecy and saving nature 
and helping bring in the new world for the better, not just for the valley. Although I think that's where her heart was, ultimately, despite her grief of losing her father and how many people were lost in trying to fight losing more people in the end. Okay, so again, let me know what you think about Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I really enjoyed it. I want to look more into a lot of this director's work. I have a little, but, you know, I haven't done enough research to really, really understand all the amazing accomplishments this director has achieved. Uh, so I'll look more into that. Please let me know if there's anything that you feel like should be discussed that maybe I missed that was really important or just something that you really enjoyed. There's so much to flesh out with the story, especially with me only having watched it, you know, one time. But now I'm going to go into my quote segment and then we're just going to end the commentary there. Asbel. Sorry, I'm saying his name wrong. I apologize. Why does everything that's good for you have to taste so bad? Masika. Every one of us relies on water from the wells because mankind has polluted all the lakes and rivers. But do you know why the well water is pure? It's because the trees of the wasteland purify it. And you plan to burn the trees down? You must not burn down the toxic jungle. You should have left the giant warrior beneath the earth. Aswell, tell them how the jungle evolved and how the insects are guarding it so we won't pollute the earth again. Aswell, please. Masika. Trying to calm a wild Tato. And I believe that was her little fox monkey that she got introduced to. There's nothing to fear. She tries to pet him, but he bites her and holds on, growling. Masika winces, but says calmly, there's nothing to fear. He calms and releases his bite and begins to lick it. Masika. It's so beautiful, it's hard to believe these spores could kill me. Thank you, and see you next time. Bye. Nafsikaya! Nafsikaya!